Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the GW Show. I am your host, Marcus Weisner, as always. And with me today, tomorrow and forever, my man, the co-host of the GW Show himself, Mr. Dan Gonzalez. What's up, my dude? How you doing, man? Old and strong here, Marcus. I've had two power surges. New Jersey's under a pretty severe thunderstorm warning, or watch, I should say, right now. So mm-hmm. holding strong, surviving the heat wave too so if my ac goes out um i might have to sleep outside bro i uh <laughs> the struggle is definitely real man with that definitely had a few cases of, of that on my own it's been pretty bad weather here lately as of today actually it's been really bad here the last oh my god last week and a half or so i actually had a tournament like almost four hours away on saturday drove all the way there and it canceled because the infield was completely flooded there was no infield by 2.30 in the afternoon. It was completely water. Wow. So, needless to say, drove there, drove back, and I spent eight hours driving on Saturday to play three games. <laughs> so, yeah, I would not it. be a happy. I would not be happy. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Considering the fact that the entire week, the entire week, it said there was no rain because we had an alternate location of where we, we might play at. There was another tournament. Alternate location. We all voted to keep playing, keep keep the location we originally planned on because the alternate location said it was 50% chance, which ironically, that location got canceled out because there was a wildfire that happened and the smoke was, was so bad that they had to cancel it for safety reasons. So either way, we'd have been shit out of luck. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good time. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. But to get today, guys and gals, um, we have a shit ton of topics today. It's honestly great. It's especially for the fact of a lot. Of, it's a lot of topics, and it's not football season. So to be able to manage that is kind of um, how do you call it uncharacteristic. But we've definitely got a full episode here. We're not going to be struggling to find topics. We have, I mean, from the la- from last week to this week, it it did its job for us. So I'm I'm pretty excited to get yeah. get into some of these. Yeah, I know a lot of like small little stories breaking, you know, stuff that we covered that we're gonna bring in part twos. Yep. Um, that's the beauty of sports, man. Something's always happening, you know, small or large. Even the small ones, you can dissect to like the, you know, to the atom, and you can have like a full forty-five minute episode on exactly. just that one small topic. And sometimes too, like let's say like it's a a beat reporter says something, and it's like, oh, you know, like that might be. Even if it's not entirely like confirmed, it still might be like a, you know, a fun discussion to discuss with it. I think honestly, one of them, maybe two, could be in that boat or that category. Uh, so we'll, we'll we'll see on that. But um, I definitely want to get started, obviously, with um, one of the hotter topics. Could happen any day. Could happen next week at the trade deadline. But. Um, the the story is growing more and more. It's it's looking like this is going to be something that will obviously happen by the trade deadline. Uh, part two saga for Juan Soto from the Washington Nationals. Um, Washington definitely wants to trade trade him. Uh, it's looking like some of the obviously the heavy hitters are going to be uh, per, uh, participating in this. Uh, I guess you call it blockbuster trade. For one sweepstakes, yeah, this this the sweepstakes. And the thing is, Dan, as I saw today too, man, 
Uh, what's interesting about Juan Soto and his situation, it's not like at the end of this year, Juan Soto is a free agent. It's not like Juan Soto has a couple years of his prime. Juan Soto hasn't even reached his prime and is already one of the best players in Major League Baseball. Yeah, the kid kid's only 23 years old. And he, like I told you last week, I think his next contract, if he continues his current trajectory, he's going to make $600 million. Yeah, and the thing is, is with him, obviously, like you mentioned, he's 23 years old. But what's interesting about his contract, um, so he's got one more year of the deal, plus he's got two more years of it's of, uh, basically team-controlled. So technically, the team has potentially, obviously, has two full seasons with his for, his future team. One Soto, two and a half, I guess you could. Yeah, two, two and, and a half, half I yeah. guess you can say, right? Yeah, well, well, like I mean, like two full seasons, obviously, with spring training, the full season kind of thing. So, but yeah, it's two, two and a half, but two full seasons. As of today, obviously, during this recording on July twenty fifth, as of today, Juan Soto has basically stated that regardless of where he goes to. Regardless of the situation, um, his mindset as of right now is he will be testing for free agency no matter what. And that is something where you kind of have to roll the dice on because you don't know what could happen. You don't know what could happen with the team. You don't know what could happen with anything. And it's a huge gamble if you don't know if you're going to get him. So, um, Dan, I'll let you start because obviously your Yankees are – I'm pretty sure one, two, or three on the list as far as going for him. Um, as a fan, what do you think about obviously going after Juan Soto? And with that in mind, with the risk he might test for free agency in two years, is that something you guys are wanting to do? Honestly, the fact that he came out and said that the Nationals are probably like, dude, can you like, can you like shut up? <laughs> Like seriously, he he basically just diminished the possibility of a big return for the Washington Nationals. Right. Um, I personally, if I'm Brian Cashman, I may look towards you know Andrew Benintendi and then maybe see how much the Reds are asking for Luis Castillo because Luis Castillo, you'll you'll have him for this postseason run mm-hmm. and then you'll have him for all of next year as well. So you know. Naturally, the, the Reds will have a pretty significant asking price, but I think in that, in those trades, you know, the Yankees could probably keep Volpe, Dominguez, and Ken Waldachuk. Barraza will probably be the odd man out in any of these trades. So, I think if I'm the Yankees, I would really look towards that and be like, okay, I can, I can still significantly improve my team without having to dump to two or three future guys that are maybe the cornerstones of this franchise. Right. You know, guys like guys like Dominguez and Volpe, these are guys that, you know, us as Yankees fans, we're waiting to see these guys come up, especially uh, Volpe, the way he's been shredding the minor leagues. Like, Dominguez, when he got signed, you know, people are saying he was the best international free agent of all time signing. Right. So, you know, we saw what he did in the Futures game, too. The guy parked one in the center field. We saw it, and, you know, national audience saw the display. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, honestly, I would probably advise against it. You know, if that it's too risky, I don't, I don't want to dump my future for you know maybe just one championship. I'm gonna tell you right now, as a, as a Rays fan, if they said, "Hey, we might be going for it," I mean, go for it. I mean, honestly, what do they have to lose? 
because technically at the, at the time being, let's say they we get Juan Soto for two and a half years. If they had redid it, if they had given him a contract, long contract, it would have been massively backloaded. He probably would have been playing with us for four years and then traded anyways. So why not just do it for two years and see what happens? I, I mean, why not, right? It doesn't it doesn't hurt any worse than what's going on with, with the Rays organization. It could put more fans in the seats, and it could obviously – it could be a start to something. I mean – the farm system is already fantastic with the Rays. We always make it work somehow. Uh, what you just, I mean, finding somebody to, to pair with Wander Franco and Randy or Rosarina, do it, man. Just, just do it. So we'll see. I, I mean, I don't think the Rays are in contention for it. Their name hasn't been popping or circulating around Juan Soto, but the trade deadline is next week. Anything can happen. Um, I know another team out there. Uh, the Dodgers, obviously, their contention. I don't think the Dodgers are going to trade for him, or let's just say I don't think the Nationals are going to trade him to the Dodgers. I think I think you and I are both in agreement that he's going to go to an American League team. Um, my personal opinion is I think he's either going to go to Boston or Toronto. I, honestly, at this point, um, Washington might just take the best deal on the table and just say, all right. I think Boston. I think Boston are sellers at the deadline. They could, especially with the way that they're allowing, you know, uh, apparently they're letting football games happen over there. I mean, good lord. Yeah, I know Notre Dame was Notre Dame hosted their summer practice. I, I guess so, man, because it was it was brutal. I mean, it was yeah, it was Notre Dame versus it was Notre Dame versus Boston College, and even Boston College dropped twenty eight. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah real, real kidding. <laughs> but um. The Mets were also a contender. I think they recently dropped out of the contention. They probably were like, look, this is just too much on the plate. Um, they could come like back we on the just table. Got, we, yeah, we just got good. Like, leave us alone. <laughs> They're like, hey, just like, got... look, look, guys. We're healthy at the All-Star break. Like, like, the fans are like, leave us the fuck alone, okay? Like, we're actually a half game. Actually, if the Braves win tonight, the Braves are in sole possession of first place. But they also have an owner who doesn't care about spending like luxury tax money. He does not care. So as far as like if Juan Soto goes, I want a five hundred plus million dollar contract. He's gonna pay for it. Like that's just the way it is. Yeah. That obviously it's I not guess, about. I don't money. know. I still feel like I think Juan Soto, as of today, I've been swayed. I think he ends up in St. Louis. That's. I mean, St. Louis. I think is. Also in the top three, which again St. Louis is my second. What's that? I think they have a plethora of young talent that they, they can do. give up, and they still have young talent to spare for themselves. They do. Not a lot of not a lot of other teams have that, but they do. They have like Norlin Gorman, Jordan Walker, and that you know, would Jordan put them Hicks. over the top because they are because you know obviously the corner the corner infield of, of Arnado and Goldie. You add Soto onto that mix, and you've got three solid pieces, three very solid pieces. You've got the best corner infields already in Major League Baseball, and then you add one of the best play, one of the best young talents in Major League Baseball on top of that. They're they're they're, they're pitching the starting the starting rotation a little shaky. Um, now with that offensive production, the pitching yeah, may I mean, not, the pitching may be okay. The, yeah, so say you add you add those three power those three power hitters those three all stars 
I mean, your starting pitchers, their ERA can jump to five, six, and you, you'll be okay. So I, I think that whoever gets him, it's a domino effect. You get a you get a top young talent in Soto. More players that are high caliber players, depending on how obviously you know, you know the people that you have the, sur- the surrounding cast are, yeah, and how much you sacrifice. Young talent could come up and just be better. You could have veteran presence say, hey, we'll take a discount to play with this team. And that's just kind of how it works. There's, there's always a domino effect from it. And then, But St. Louis, they're not like Tampa where they struggle with fans. Uh, I've been to St. Louis. I've been to their stadium. Beautiful stadium, by the way. Beautiful stadium. They don't it struggle. does look beautiful. They do not struggle for fans, man. They do not struggle. Uh, no, they have some diehards. They, yes. Yes, and some do. old school fans. You know? they, yes, they do. Yes, they do. Um, so they, I think they will be okay in that aspect, which is which is great. Um, and obviously, as far and you know, they probably it'll be another great fan favorite. Obviously, you know, Albert Pujols will be retired. Yadier Molina will be retired. I think Soto would come in and be pretty much the the fan favorite of the team as well, right there. So we'll see how that pans out. And I think think Pujols could very well recruit Soto to come over. Yeah, Pujols and Yachty. You know what I mean? Like, that could be – I'm I'm thinking more of a Dominican connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Um, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see where this kid goes. He's a fantastic kid. He looks like he's a a good kid, but he's a damn good ball player. Um, I'm excited for that. But a uh, second interesting one, um, and I actually, no kidding, I did not see anything about this or did not pay attention to this until you actually posted it on our Twitter account the other day. I didn't notice it, didn't pay attention, didn't even come up on my feed. I was also kind of busy this weekend. Um, Shohei Otani, uh, potential, there, now there is no like, hey, Shohei has not requested a trade. It is the fact of, because of his contract expiring, uh, the Los Angeles Angels have offered basically an asking price. And um, so by doing that, that kind of puts it in a, in a retrospective of with everything the Angels have had been going on, um, you kind of want to know if they're going to be if they're going to be in a start in a selling mode. And that would really be a tall tale because there's been a lot of teams, obviously, with his ability to be like a two-way player. You know, he's very good at hitting. He's one of the best hitters in Major League Baseball. He's a fantastic pitcher as well. And Dan, um, I'm going to ask you, and I actually, I'll, I'll actually let you read off what the Angels are looking for. But um, just go ahead and kind of break down to me what what they're looking for, bro. Yeah, so the Shohei Otani deal is very interesting because this is the most polarizing player in baseball right now, with without a doubt. You know, this guy can hit and he can pitch. We haven't seen we haven't seen that in our generation or even generations prior. You know, we're talking back to the Babe Ruth times. Now the Angels, according to Ken Rosenthal, have said that they're gonna do what other teams don't do. They believe that if they can acquire certain talent for Shohei Otani, that they want guys who have played in the major leagues now 
so that they can make a late playoff push rather than, you know, trade Otani for, you know, future prospects, you know, future stars in the making and whatnot. So it's very interesting. And I think that kind of was like, I, I want to say that might have been the nice way of the Angels saying, hey, look, we're just not interested right now because I don't think a lot of teams are part ways with current major league talent. So I think that was the Angels' nice way of saying, "Mm, you know what, no thanks. But if you want, here's what we're going to ask for. Yeah, I think that too. At this point, man, with all the issues that the Angels have had going on, which is a lot, by the way, um, obviously with the whole manager situation, you know, it just, it hasn't worked. It hasn't clicked. Nothing has been working out. I mean, they signed Noah Syndergaard and they've already traded him to the cards. Like that's, that's literally how fast that project failed. Um, they, I don't know what they're going to do with Mike Trout because honestly, at this point, he has to know like his years are just being wasted. Like he's not going to contend for a championship. He's not going to contend for this, that, this or that. And the Angels have to know that if they want to rebuild or make their team better, unfortunately, they're going to have to trade Mike Trout. That because at the end of the day, they need to get better, and they have to get a. And they're not, they're not going to be a hundred win team with him. They're not going to be a hundred win team without him. So why not get a ton of value for what you can right now to hopefully revamp your franchise in a couple of years? You have to do something. So I, I don't know what your thoughts on that. Do you think that they need to I trade him too? You. you think so? Remember, remember like a while back, I said that, you know, I think, I think it's time to kind of like maybe start yeah. throwing it out there. Like, or at least I, I think my, my words were give Mike Trout the option. Just like sit him down at the end of the off season and be like, look, we're not, we're something's just not going right here. And we don't want your, you know, we don't want your, career to be awake because Mike Trout is going to go down as one of the best players to ever play the game when when it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would sit him down and I would say, like, look, we can either, you can either sit here and tell me right to my face that you're going to write it out at the end of your career or you can request a trade right now and we'll spin it to the media that, you know, we're the one that, you know, you didn't really request it. Mm-hmm. They don't, they'll, they'll find a way to spin it to the media where, like, Mike Trout doesn't request the trade. He, they just kind of, like, say, hey, look, we're just going to move you. Right. And, you know, at least – and, you know, the nice thing you can do to him, too, is, you know, put him in the process. Treat it like free agency. Give Let him give out a team that – a handful of teams that he would like to play for. And, you know, tell those teams, like, hey, look, Mike Trout has him on a short list. Uh, what do you think? I mean, something's got to give, man. You know, I really, I, for fans who are like, oh, well, Mike Trout signed this huge contract. He knew what he was getting into. Like, I think it's a bunch of bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, you can't hate the guy for, if somebody goes, we'll give you this. Like, no person's going to turn, no person's going to turn down a, a long-term guaranteed contract, meaning it is, it is multiple years. It's over a decade which means for the next 10 plus years, you have nothing to worry about with your income. A, the highest paid contract in your professional sport that you compete in and play every day 
you're not going to turn that down. In a city like Los Angeles, one of the most, you know, like I say, one of those beautiful cities to live in in the entire country, you're not going to turn that down. Like nobody, but and but they say, you know, oh, by the way, we know for the next ten years our team's going to suck ass. Like that's not that's not a guarantee. Like, and there's no, yeah, there's and no like, salary cap in baseball. You know what I mean? Like this could have happened to the Dodgers, tw- you know, twenty miles away. It could have happened to them. They, it honestly could have. It, I mean, in the early the early two thousands, the Angels were one of the best teams in Amer- in, in America. Like they had a, a dynasty brewing. That's they just, won a championship. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, is it it happens that way. They, I, I don't think uh, you any of the other team, any other team in Major League Baseball would have done the same exact thing for Mike Trout. The same thing, and it it happens like that. That's just the way it is. It's not like he had taken sixty percent of the payroll, and they only have thirty percent to work with. There's no salary cap in baseball. It is all owner's discretion. It just basically goes, do they want to pay this luxury tax? Do they want to pay this? Do they want to pay that? Some owners do. Some owners don't. But it's not. But at the end of the day, it just didn't work. And he, he was a fan favorite. Very great to the organization, as, he, as you said too, Dan. Let's, I mean... Let's see what they can offer for him. He's still got exactly. plenty Let's... of years. He's still got plenty of years in his prime. And even if he is declined, dude, Mike Trout is a guy who could probably no shit be like, eh, I guess I'll play first base and probably win a fucking gold glove. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that is what he is. And he could probably play thirty until he's 37, 38, and then he might decline. It, you just have to understand that's life. And so, and he's not like he's a, again, he's not a bad outfielder. He's one of the probably top 10, top 15 outfielders in the league. It's one of the, he has one of the best bats in the entire league. So, but at some point, you know. Do you think he's, let me ask you this. Do you think he, do you think he's no longer the best player in baseball? I wouldn't say he's no longer the best player. It's because his team is so bad that his talent level gets shadowed. Like, he could hit, literally, he could go three for four with two home runs and six RBIs, but the Angels will still lose by five. <laughs> but that's the way it is. Like, Very true. I, I came into the year saying that Juan Soto was the best player in baseball, and now he's automatically available for trade. <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing, man. Like, you know, another another example, Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge damn well might break the, could very well break a fucking home run record. The yeah, way he's home run record. He could break yeah, the home run record. Like he's just on fire like that. Could he? I mean, that's a lot of home runs. But at the he, same time, he dude, came out of the he came out of the All Star break hot. Here's the thing, man. He was asked the other day at the All Star game uh, why he hasn't signed anything yet about our like, and he basically said that there are other Yankee legends that people can be fans of all that all that fake that fake question from we call so us yankees fans are calling him fake jeffrey but like it was that's it was a report but the thing is but the thing is people like he has said he when people have asked him that same question a million times since right after spring training ended more more times than not he has said that he wants to stay in new york but 
you know, I don't, I don't blame the guy for, you know, he's, he's pushing 30 right now. He's probably only going to get this one big contract one time. And I don't blame him for trying to maximize it. I really don't. He's betting on himself. And right now, the way he's coming out of the all-star break right now, he's probably, you know, the lead guy for American league MVP. Yeah. And right he's, behind, right he's, another, he's another guy, dude, who again, because of his ability to play the game, his ability to hit as well in today's game. If he doesn't, if he starts to become too slow in the outfield, he is a six foot seven target as a first baseman. That's oh, he's going to go to DH. I, but he could also play first base too. You know what I mean? Like depending on if, it, depending on like you know what they need him to be. But he could do yeah. that. Like that's something that he could easily learn because again. Nothing is better for a third baseman or a shortstop than to have a guy who's that frame and go, oh, shit, overthrew, and then you have Aaron Judge with an 11 foot. Oh, never mind. You got it. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's like, oh, shit, overthrew. Oh, never mind. I have the biggest player in baseball playing first. My bad, bro. So, but that's just. Let me ask you another. Let me ask you another baseball question. So, you we mentioned, um, you know, Boston was going to be in line maybe for Juan Soto, but then I immediately rebuttal saying that I think they're going to be sellers yeah. right now they're right now if they lose tonight and the Orioles win the Red Sox are in last place in the American League East yeah see when we were discussing they, that, are they, are they sellers because you have Xander Bogarts who's more than likely going to opt out of his deal and he's probably not going to he's probably not going to resign in Boston especially if they collapse um JD Martinez He's, he's getting a free up in age. age. He's getting up in age. But the guy's still batting 300. He's still, and yeah, the, he's and, getting up in age, but he's, and, he's raking the ball. But it's like, do you want to pay that much DH, for a guy to DH? You don't have to pay him, but you can try. You can trade him to a contending team that needs another bat. Yep. I'm pretty sure a contending team that thinks they have a shot to win the World Series, like, you know what? We're missing a big designated hitter bat. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll offload maybe not, not some high-ranking prospects, but some decent prospects. Yep. And then, you know, I can keep going down the list for the Red Sox. You know, you have Matt Stram, good reliever. He's a free agent. Rich Hill. I said Xander uh, is opting out. Devers on the IL, which is looking a little bit more significant. Chris Sale season's done. Like, these guys are these guys are depleted now. Uh, Christian Vasquez, very good catcher. He's a free agent at the end of the year. Like, dude, if I'm Boston with all these ex- expiring, you know, contracts and these guys – you know, these are very good baseball players. Mm-hmm. I would I would really start offloading a lot of these guys and see what I can get in return and, you know, build for a brighter future. Because right now, after, you know, Tristan Casas and the Miners, the Red Sox don't really have a decent farm system. Yeah, and that is... Because Bobby Dahlbeck looks like crap. You know, Jeter Downs looks like he's just going to be like a a little mini contact hitter. You know, Verdugo is looking pretty good, you know, from the return on the Mookie Betts trade. Kike Hernandez um, is still, I mean. He's see. another free agent. Yeah. He's another free agent, a pending free agent. Like, the Red Sox are going to lose a lot of guys this offseason, and they may not And And Chris Sale looks like he's just on an absolute decline. There is, uh, yeah, that dude is mentally on a decline, too. Like, he just, uh, not like, not, not like, you know, Tells you, I'm saying like the fact that I mean this dude had a minor league assignment and the minor league team got to him, dude. That, the, Yan- the Yankees, the Yankees AAA team. Buddy, 
He got torn. That was the Yankees AAA team. They drew five walks on Chris Sale. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming the Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton just happened to get designated for that game just to just to fuck with them. <laughs> That's the only thing I could think of. But no, on a serious note, um, so this is kind of a catch twenty two. I think that with Boston's market, Boston seems to always be competitive. They always seem it doesn't matter like even you know, even in their shit years, they always seem to be competitive. They never like really sold or they never became like a all right, we're gonna sell. They always seem to find a way to get out of the funk. You know, they might have, they might end the season like shit, but the following year they end up doing really well. That is a situation where you could trade those offloading contracts for a guy like Shohei and restart your program overnight. You could potentially, if Washington likes, offload those guys to maybe get Juan Soto. You could. I don't know. I mean, then again, we don't know what what the best offer is. There hasn't been any official right offers now. that haven't been, haven't been stated. It, I mean, if you offer Xander Bogarts. In, in that situation for Juan Soto, you're not, you're not helping your future at all. You're, you're trading away your current talent for a guy that, you know, if we're going to say Juan Soto hypothetically is going to get sent to Boston, you know, now we're trading for a guy that's like, okay, look, we got two years to do this thing. We're losing a shit ton of free agents, but we have Juan Soto endeavors, and maybe because we just got Juan Soto, Bogarts just opted in. If if I have to face those three guys, it's like it's like what we're doing right now. We're facing JD Martinez, Devers, and Bogarts. After you get past those three guys, that's a very pedestrian uh, bat. Uh, oh, I lineup. agree. I, I agree, but it's like. I think I said I think with the mindset of Boston, they're not going to sell. They're not gonna. They're not gonna sell. They're gonna try. They're not gonna like sell to rebuild for five years. They're going to offload what they don't need or what they can get capital for, and re- and then basically immediately reload for next year. They will find a way to work, make it work. They all. I don't. I can't remember the last time. Maybe you can, or as far as. Obviously, my memory just sometimes isn't the greatest. Maybe you can kind of think, when was the last time Boston was really awful? Like, honestly. When- it was the year. It was the year they, I think it was 2019. Whatever the the year before Alex Cora. I want to, what was that? They had a really bad year. Like, I think it was. Okay. So it was, but like you said, it was the year they were, they were shit. The following year they won the world series. Did they not? Yeah. I'm trying to remember. There was like so, one year where they were the laughing stock. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like I just said, like earlier, they didn't re they didn't sell to rebuild for 20, five years. 20. Okay. 2015. They went 78 and 84. I mean, that's better than a lot of teams are. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? And Man. then, well, no, actually, no, the, the COVID the COVID year, they were 24 and 36. Yeah. I mean, but that was also the year the Marlins went to the postseason. So that... Well, I mean, half of, half of MLB went to the postseason that year. That's true. <laughs> That's very true. So, But I mean, but that was also, like you said, around that time, even before then, they were terrible. Shortly after, they won the World Series. So... Very small window as far as being just mediocre. They'll find a way to make it work. They always seem to. They stay competitive. They don't sell because their fans just won't appreciate that. Um, 
I, like I said, there was that one year that the you know the Yankees knew they were out of the playoffs. They were able to offload Andrew Miller and Aroldis Chapman. And I forget who else did they trade that offseason that season. But anyway, they got like a whole bunch of prospects in return. And you know, obviously one of them, you know, ended up becoming, you know, Glaber Torres. Yeah. So but like, you know, like the it, the selling like I said, selling's risky because obviously in those trades, you know, the Yankees were able to get I think the Yankees got Glaber Torres. They got them. I think they, they had a deal with the Marlins too, where they got Domingo yep. Herman. So you have two guys that are still on the Yankees. Uh-huh. And you know they got like they had, they got Justice Sheffield and Clint Frazier. You know two guys who obviously didn't work out. Right. It's risky to sell, but if you do it right, I felt I it felt good. I felt good exactly. Like I felt good that year. The Yankees sold, knowing that like okay, look, we we sold a lot of these guys, but we got a hell of a haul. And now we just have to wait out like at least a year or two because by when when they traded for these guys, these guys were already in AAA, so they were either going to make the team out of spring training or they were going to spend half the year in the minors that next year, and then get called up. And you know when you call up a top prospect, you know, you know that that puts you know ashes in seats. Exactly. You know, so I, mean, I think O'Neill O'Neill Cruz is making the Pirates a watchable product again. Yeah. Um... Boston this next week is going to be interesting to see what they do with all those guys that we just mentioned who are potential free agents next year. Yeah, um, and like I said, they're only they're only three games out of the last wild card spot. So like you might you might buy. They could also, like, dude. Look. They could also have an because, extremely hot August and September. That's I mean that happens. But they had they, they I know, but they had their hot month. They went like twenty and eight in June and only gained the half game. On the Yankees, and then I mean, they go into July. I mean, and I, I remember, I remember what I told, I remember what I told you. They, I did not buy Boston Red Sox that hot June. That hot June, they played every single AAA team in baseball, and then when it got to July, they faced all of the divisional opponents, who they have yet to win in this series. They are zero and ten or zero and eleven against the American League East in series this year, and that includes the Baltimore Orioles. Like yeah. that is a major, major problem. And twenty percent of the remaining schedule, they face the Yankees, and the Yankees have been butchering them the whole year. So, you know, something has to give. Like, do let let's 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 be real here. The Yankees are going to win the American League East right now. If the Rays, the Blue Jays, or the Red Sox are going to be in buy mode, it's to buy their way to make sure that they're locked in for the wild card and that they can beat the Seattle Mariners, right? Yeah. No, I mean you're you're 100 right. I mean, I think I think even if the Yankees take the take their foot off the gas, put put the gear in neutral, they'll they'll be fine. They're fine. I think that the because only thing gonna, is just they are trying to. The only reason they're competing as heavy as they are is they're trying to contend for buy. the number one seed. They want the exactly. number one seed. They don't want the number two. They want the number one. They want to control. They want to control the American League in New York. And I think that and you know obviously Houston is number two. I believe right. Yeah, and they're on they're on fire right now. So they have to keep contending. They basically, if if Houston was on a on a losing streak, the Yankees would not be trying as hard. That's just the way it is. If, but because Houston is continuing to dominate, they have to continue continue to do it because they don't want to go to be the number one uh, team for to be Houston. I mean, unless somehow they lose the wild card, then it's like, all right, well, we've got this this shit in the bag. But they don't want to even think that. So I, 
it's going to go through New York unless something crazy happens. The American League East is going to be New York unless something even crazier happens. And for Boston to compete like, to be in a wild card, the craziest shit has to happen. <laughs> so, like, they've got to pick it up. And at the end of the day, um, Boston— like, like, the Yankees are going to buy. The Yankees are going to buy next yeah. next Tuesday. Yeah, They're, 100%. This, this, this really good baseball team is going to get better— on next by next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, percent. I next Tuesday I fully expect at least one starter, one bullpen piece, and maybe like a cheap outfielder. Maybe the Benintendi asking price isn't too steep, which I don't think it is. I think they can get away with dumping some people to get Benintendi. Yep. Uh, Luis Castillo, I think is going to be expensive. Or what the Yankees could do is to make it a little bit cheaper on everyone. They go to Chicago and say, hey, look, uh, Ian Happ and David Robertson kill two birds with one stone. I get a reliever and I get my I get my fourth outfielder. And then I can go find like maybe a, like, a, like a cheaper starting pitching up. Like, like maybe like Frankie Montas from Oakland may not be as expensive than, you know, Luis Castillo. Here's a name I want to throw at you. Don't know if it's even in the market. Don't know if it's even feasible. Don't even know if it's achievable. What about Bumgarner? That would be a decent one, honestly. But he he would come like dirt cheap. You can fleece Arizona traded Dansby Swanson for Luke Weaver. Like I'm pretty sure you can get you know Madison Bumgarner for a, for an air fryer and a microwave. <laughs> and he's a he's a he's an extremely talented veteran presence. He just plays for an absolute garbage program. And I think that that could work. I mean, he doesn't give them any favors either. He's actually digressed a lot. Yeah, but he's still like a guy that, and but he's a World Series champion pitcher. I mean, and yeah, like he I said, gives that gonna, veteran presence that he gives you that October experience that the Yankees will need as, in a pitching rotation. And he doesn't need to be the ace. He doesn't need to be. He, you just guys just need some. You just need, like you said, one to two more pitchers, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, I guess, and 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 if they go to Arizona, they can once again they can call Arizona and be like, "Hey, Madison Bumgarner and David Peralta, what's it going to take?" Right. And the good thing is, you may not you may not have to give up a lot because Peralta and Bumgarner are pending free agents. Yep, exactly, exactly. But um, I mean, we're gonna have to cut a couple of these topics off that we're already done. Unless you just want to do an hour and a half segment, but I, I don't know if you and I have the time for that. Um, I want to mention another potential trade or potential uh, person that might be getting traded. Kevin Durant to the Boston Celtics. Um, this was reported today or you know, yesterday, technically, if you're listening on Spotify. This was reported that Boston had supposedly submitted a trade package it's kind of a weak package um it was it was really weak but it did, it did piss some people off on this on this Celtics team um it involved obviously Jalen Brown was the highlight of it and I saw one pick I saw one pick um it did not they were not did not disclose which pick it just said and a draft pick a couple other role players on there um Brooklyn countered and said they wanted Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, two players, and two picks. I'm pretty sure Boston blocked Brooklyn's number after that 
Um, so, but the thing is, is that did circulate, and that's pretty much the the, the most solidified trade offer that we have seen um, as a confirmed trade offer for Kevin Durant. Now, Dan, uh, I mean, just to be honest with you, bro, if KD somehow gets traded to the Celtics, Celtics have to be the a, a, the number one contending team on the East, or on, they have to be if they if they can manage to get KD and keep Jason Tatum, correct? Oh, they're the they're the NBA final favorites. But is it one of those things where if they keep if they they trade a lot for KD, does it saturate the overall team itself? You know, sometimes you get a superstar player like Kevin Durant, but you have no supporting cast. Correct. Is that something that would happen? Yeah, and you know, um, Chris Broussard on FS1 a few weeks ago made a great point that. If a contending team were to trade for Kevin Durant, you're going to have to trade away your core that helps you build a championship. And, you know, do you really risk that? Do, do, like, do, does a team like Miami risk trading Bam Adebayo, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, and, you know, a dra- like multiple draft picks for just, you know, Durant, Butler, and Lowry like that? That may not even that may not win you a championship. It couldn't, but depending on the and role if, players itself, and depending on the picks, the picks aren't a problem because if you trade for Kevin Durant, you're going to be a, a postseason team, not an early exit for a postseason team. You're probably going to be in the conference finals no matter what. So you're going to have a low tier, a, a, a high twenty pick. So it's not going to be a huge deal. You know what I mean? You're not getting a lottery pick. You're not like going to be a lottery team. Yeah, but like it's it's still like. It's once again, it's very risky. Do you do you mortgage your future for, you know, a player like Kevin Durant who has never won a championship by himself? No. Do you mortgage your future for that, or do you, you know, it's 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 very hard. It's gonna be it's gonna be impossible to trade for Kevin Durant unless he goes to the Brooklyn front office and says, "You're gonna pay me, but I'm gonna sit on the bench the whole time, deal with it." And the problem is and, then, is, and then now, and then now, Kyrie Irving's like, ah, you know what? I had a change of heart. I'm gonna stay. Like, dude, can you make up your fucking? Mind? Yeah, no. Kidding. Like, first you want to, first you want to go, you want to go play with LeBron in LA, and now, and now there's reports coming out that you said you play in Brooklyn with or without Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, dog, like, like, bro, make up your mind. I don't want to hear, you know, in November that you know. You know, all of a sudden you had like a, you know, someone disrespected you on Twitter, and now you have to sit out for three weeks because you got to reevaluate yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's interesting too because, like you had mentioned with Kyrie to LA, you know, people were like, "Oh, this would be crazy." You know, if KD went to Boston and Kyrie went to LA, and somehow those two teams were in the finals, like what a way to fucking battle for an eighteenth, an eighteenth banner for both teams. Like that would be crazy to see. And I was like, I was thinking, I was like, damn, that would be kind of cool to see, but. I mean, the only way that's going to happen is on 2K. That's just the way it works. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's the only way it's going to work. I mean, it, I mean, it that's really cool is. that that, that what-if situation would be sweet, but that's not going to happen. Um, I think, and that's why, like you had mentioned, with the core thing being depleted and you know potentially take, taking yourself further away from championship, Miami kind of was like, eh, that's not really worth it. Um, I think if any team, I think if anything, they would probably be more interested in Kyrie than than KD because. You don't have to give up as much for Kyrie. 
I think if you can get rid of Kyle Lowry and get Kyrie Irving, I mean, you better fucking send that thing, honestly. Because Kyle Lowry's getting paid too much. He And, you know, Kyrie Irving is, a, I mean, when he's playing, he's a top five point guard in the NBA. That's just, I think he will work well with Jimmy Butler. But then again, you're, you're also risking him being a one-year rental, which is turning a lot of teams off. Um, yeah, but, like I said, he like I said, he and he also doesn't play a full year. Yeah. But something always happens. That's true too. That's very true. But um, switching to the opposite side of the entire country, uh, Russell Westbrook has been getting some interest from other teams out there that are looking to trade for him. Uh, two teams that I've seen mentioned out there are the Utah Jazz and the Indiana Pacers. Um, both of them, in order, they basically came out and stated that in order, if they were to be interested in Westbrook, the Lakers have to not only trade them Westbrook, but future draft capital for them to take on Westbrook's contract. Um, Dan, with that at least mind, a team is, at least a team is willing to take on that stupid contract. Well, he only has, I think, he only has one year left. But they're like, hey, we yeah. want like your 2027 draft, first round draft pick knowing that LeBron will not be there in five years. He'll be retired. and That team will probably be dog shit. Um, yeah. So at that point, and I think, I think with Indiana, what's, what's being kind of interesting was interesting to me. Uh, Miles Turner is probably going to be traded. Um, there could be a potential package where Miles Turner could be with the Lakers, which would tremendously help Anthony Davis out because Anthony Davis just can't stay healthy. Even if you gave him, you know, up, down, left, right, BA, BA kind of thing. It doesn't. It doesn't matter what you do to that that man. He's probably going to spend thirty games sitting. Um, that will help them out, I think. But do you give up a future draft pick, especially that far out, knowing that there is a solid chance that in five years your team's going to be a lottery team? I can't do it. I, I see. I can't do it. I think I would just. I would take the L on Westbrook's contract. Just take the L. That's just the way it is. Like, I mean, LeBron's got this is his last year right now. There's no guarantee he's going to resign. You could do everything LeBron asks, and he goes, "You know what? I don't think I want to play here anymore." <laughs> the thing is, is some other team will offer him a max deal at his age because he not only does he put butts in seats. But he's still a very good player at his age today. Which is terrifying. It's just insane how good he is. And we'll never see a, we will never see another athlete like LeBron no, or you know, even, or even someone like uh even someone like a like a Cristiano Ronaldo too. Like those are just those two guys are just I they're they're not human. These these guys are freaks, you freak will, athletes. You will never see in our time frame unless something happens, you will never see a Tom Brady. You will never see a Cristiano Ronaldo, and you will never see a LeBron James. You you won't see a quarterback playing 23 years in, in the NFL and at 44 years old lead the league in touchdowns and passing yards. You won't see that. Nope. You just – that doesn't happen. That does not happen. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you won't – like today, you will never see a Jerry Rice ever play in the NFL. You won't. Nope. Do you know? And we saw, and we we saw him at the tail end of his career. Like our, like our parents saw Jerry Rice in his prime. Do you know that there is a quarterback in the top in top five receiving yards, um, 
after the age of 40? Tom Brady. Yes. And he only has, I think, six yards. He is top five. Jerry Rice has over 2,000 yards receiving after the age of 40. There's, yeah, it's it literally, I think, the second yeah, highest yeah. is like 78 yards. <laughs> like, that's insane. Like, you just, like, those players will never see again. Cherish it, appreciate it. It's not happening. Like, case closed, stop arguing about it. But, um, yeah, man, it, there a lot of the, there's a lot of players that are like potentially you know another one Donovan Mitchell I've seen uh, the Knicks have the, apparently the Knicks have been uh, a little more aggressive over the last 24 48 hours um, some beat reporters here and there have seen too with the Knicks they're finalizing an offer to send Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks we'll see if that works out I mean meh. I don't know if it could. The Kings have also said they've, they, that they're interested in potentially have sent trade packages for Donovan Mitchell, too. Don't know how that works because the Kings got their own problems, but they are getting better. But I don't even know what they could offer. Uh, besides draft capital, which if they're offering draft capital, if the Kings are offering draft capital for Donovan Mitchell, that is very enticing because the Kings are always a lottery pick every single year. Every single year they're a lottery pick, and that should make the Jazz look their way a little bit. So. Which, you know, it'd, it'd be, uh, I don't know. I like, I like what the, I like what the Kings are doing. You know, they have a, they have an interesting backcourt of mm-hmm. De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk. And if you remember, you know, a few years ago, not far enough, yeah, it's more than a few years ago, you know, at Kentucky, that was the backcourt. And those guys, those guys were running it. They were clicking. And I think that's going to translate very well you know, to next season. I'm not going to say they're going to be in the playoffs, but, you know, they Aaron Fox and Malik. for a play-in game, for a, a, the play-in. You know what I mean? They Me? could. Yeah. Because right now, honestly, I think the Lakers suck. They, that they team do. on paper looks awful. They, I mean, it literally looks... There's G League teams <laughs> I'd probably take over the Lakers right now. Who's that? There's, there's probably G League teams that I would take over the Lakers right now. I don't know how it just disassembled yeah. so fast. Like, it just, I mean, they won a championship a couple years ago. People could say, oh, it was a bubble with an asterisk. But they, everybody got the same playing time off. You know what I mean? Everybody got to heal the same exact time frame. And the Lakers just won it. But at the end of the day, that's not the same team anywhere, any, like anywhere close. I don't know why they would. I don't know, man. But you know, at the end of the day, that's... See, they really, they really had, a, they had a very quickly open championship window, and it shut down fast. That shit shut down quick, like very quick. Like, oh. like nope, never mind. Oh, we're about to have a dynasty with LeBron. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. <laughs> like no, nope. yeah, at least, at least Miami went to four straight finals with LeBron. You know, the Lakers only gone to one. They've only been to the playoffs once, bro. The play-in don't count. They had the, they had, I I like to count the play-in tournament I as a count it. I mean, you made it. You, you're playing. You're playing an extra game than any other NBA team, and that usually quantifies as a playoff appearance. I mean, I don't really count it because it's like if you win, you technically don't play. You're not part of the playoff bracket. You have to play to be in the playoff bracket. It's like. So what do you think? What do you think about the wild card in baseball? Were the Yankees not a playoff team last year because they lost in the wild card game? 
I think it's so. That's a little different, but I see where you're, I see where like you're said, going you with play, this. I see where you're you going play, with this. You play the one extra game than any other team in the league. That usually equates to oh, you made the postseason. I see where you're going with this. I really do. I think it's a little different, but I see why you're trying to compare it. I'm, I just say it's a little different. It's almost like the same thing too, where if like two teams. Oh, are you know tied, what? I like... have, I have a better comparison for okay. you. Okay. How about how about those playing games at the NCAA tournament? Like the like teams, you know, like it's not you're not in the top sixty four. You have the oh, two eleven seeds, okay. and yeah, it's yeah, each yeah. playing each other. You know what? Technically, right. like, I, technically I would... that counts as the NCAA tournament appearance for those teams. Okay, you know what? I'll give it to you. All right. Those playing games in the NBA will count. You have you have you have made me switch my mind in five minutes. So yes, okay, those will count as playoff games. I mean, the anti-LeBron fans will count that towards the playoff record every single time. Oh, LeBron got swept Absolutely. in the play. In, he got he got swept in a series. He got swept before the first round. <laughs> and then you have the and then you have the Bron the Bron sexuals that say, oh, another playoff appearance. <laughs> yep. Oh, so that is. 25 consecutive uh, playoff appearances by LeBron. I'm like, that doesn't count. And then you're like, that counts. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> for, for the sake of the, for the sake of that portion, that doesn't count. <laughs> but at the end of the day, man, um, yeah, I just, I don't know what the Lakers are doing, man. I, I just don't. And it's uh, weird, yeah, but it's um, weird. I, I do want to end. I know there's a couple topics we're going to have to cut off on. Um, two for sure. There's one. There's one where I think we need to go. Um, as we say, uh, we have to go across the pond. We have to. Uh, we have the uh, curious case of Frankie Dion part two. Yep, we can do that one. Um, I'll, I we could do that, or we can just go down the road to Arizona and talk about Kyler Murray. We can knock out both. Yep, absolutely. I, I, just, I just want to make I just want to make one thing clear on the Frankie Dion thing, and then we can come right back to the U.S. Yep. and go straight down to straight down to sunny Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> but right. um, so uh, part two, I think I'm going to make this a series until the transfer deadline occurs, or till Frankie Dion <laughs> says, "All right, I made my mind up." Exactly. So every single week, we're going to have an episode, uh, a little so- a small segment called "The Curious Case of Frankie Dion." Which, by so, the way, also excellent, too, I want to throw out there on Dan's point, too. Um, by by Frankie de Jong's actions, um, Dan has pretty much silently told me that Frankie de Jong is, is our dumbass of the week as well. So, but continue. Gosh. Yeah, no, like, that guy <laughs> That guy has, has, like, the last four weeks running. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's why it hasn't been mentioned, because I thought that would be kind of uh, <laughs> assumed. No one, no one has... Come close, because if, like I said, if another team wanted me and my team didn't, I would be like, okay, um, nice knowing you. But anyway, um, so I'm actually on, <laughs> on this side. I'm actually on this episode. I'm actually on Frankie De Jong's side, or I want to provide some counsel to Frankie De Jong. If I was him right now, mm-hmm. I would file a lawsuit against Barca because you owe me. Twenty million dollars in deferred money, and you can still go out and sign Rafinha, Lewandowski, you know, yep. 
you can still sign these guys, but you know, you still owe me some money. And, you know, now you're treating me like garbage. So it's like, you know what? I'm going to file a lawsuit. I think I think he has to file a lawsuit. If I were him and I'm seeing guys like Rafinha and Lewandowski coming to my team and they're getting paychecks, I'm pissed. Yeah. No, I agree. I need you, my, can't, I, you, you can't I, cater to new talent when you – you can't cater to new talent and not care about your current talent. It's like my current job. They don't care about their current talent, but they're going to pay the new guy. Yeah. Shots fired, and I hope they listen. <laughs> well, <laughs> congratulations. We went from – we gained one extra follower, and now Dan is unemployed. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I got a new – I'm starting a new job uh, on August 8th, so hey, I'll, I'll fire all the shots the way, I can. The GW show uh, – uh, the, the, you know, co-hosts are starting new employment – starting in August. Big W's to us, by the way. So if our schedule changes, exactly. by the way, if it does change, please know it's for our own personal uh, reasons as far as with uh, schedules because of work and things like that. So uh, yeah. obviously I mean, if it does, we'll, luck- we'll let you guys know. Yeah, I mean, luckily this is still a morning job. So yeah, like amen to that. That's that's also very but, um, But yeah, no, like I said, I would file an injunction, file a lawsuit, do something to at least... I, I, I think it really does boil down to if he gets his deferred money, he'll leave. He will play in the Uganda Ninth League. As long as he gets his $20 million, he will leave. Like he will play he will play in the MLS. Just give him his money. Yeah, dude. He'll go play in Abu Dhabi for a year and then come back to top flight European uh football. Just give him the $20 million, and I think he's just going to square it away. I think that's just basically what it is. Which everybody would do. Like, people out there, like, if you owe them 50 bucks, they're going to go, where's my 50 bucks at? They're like, oh, I don't have it. It's like, you don't have 50 bucks. I just, I I just, just saw, saw you spend I just saw $300. You, you and your friends out. Yeah. Yeah, I just saw you, I just saw you post on, on, on uh, social media that you, you just bought a new pair of shoes, or you did this, or you did that. But you can't give me my fifty bucks. Like I gave you the fifty bucks. Like I I did this for you, but you can't. Like what's going on with that? And it's a yes. Like there's like so that that's like where you know I think the move to United would have happened if he had just gotten his twenty million dollars. I think he would have been like, you know what? Fuck it. We'll you know we'll we'll play our asses off this year. Yeah. We'll fight for top four. We'll fight in the Europa League. And honestly, if you put Frankie De Jong on that team with a team now on paper, that's a really good team. If Cristiano Ronaldo stays, that is a top four team on paper. Yeah, no, I and the I way agree, the man. way they've been playing, the way they've been playing this preseason, they look very good. Everything kind of it's it's all starting to kind of circulate in a positive direction with with, with uh, Ten Hag. Everything is and the way they're playing looks fresh. Like these guys are, it's press, press, press. Once we're on the attacking side of the field, it's nonstop, relentless. Like we're gonna punch you in the mouth. Mm-hmm. You know they had a, they had a little hiccup against Aston Villa, but if anyone saw the game, that weather was horrendous. And um, you know this could be a, a topic for another time, but it might be time for uh, for United to move on from David De Gea. But yeah, oh, yeah, can, that's uh, definitely a, a topic for another time, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that'll, that'll, we'll, we'll drag on to the later part of the night, and we have work tomorrow morning. 
Exactly, <laughs> exactly, man. But uh, um, to end, let's, let's go back to Phoenix. Yeah, to end the entire episode, man. Uh, probably another one of the most fresher news, but obviously we try to keep all the, you know, topics together and things like that. And you know, NFL just happened to be the last on this episode. Um, Kyler Murray just got a new contract, and the crazy part is, is again people are upset about Kyler Murray's deal, and I I don't get why people are so upset about this. I really don't. Let me. I'm pulling it up right now for you, bro. Give me just a second. I that I don't want to like <clears throat> butcher anything when it comes to this. But um, he his total deal is two hundred and thirty point five million dollars over. Uh, and whew, I mean, he's averaging forty six point one million dollars a year, which is just above. Deshaun Watson's $46 million a year deal is. Uh, now, Kyler Murray is not getting all of it guaranteed. Deshaun Watson is getting all of his guaranteed. Um, I believe, if I'm not, if I'm mistaken, uh, Kyler is getting around, I believe it's $160 million guaranteed. Um, so, Dan, uh, my thing is, man, is good or bad for Arizona for getting this deal? Um, I would say good. I I don't I don't mind it because like he 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 really took that team from obscurity to like they're pretty good. I mean they got they gassed out big time last year. I think they they got you know obviously they got off to a hot start and I think they gassed themselves out. Uh, early this year is going to be a little bit of a struggle because they don't have DeAndre Hopkins, but, you know, they were able to go out and get his old college teammate, Marquise Hollywood-Brown. Obviously, they lost Christian Kirk in the offseason, but no one in their right minds was going to give Christian Kirk that type of money that Jacksonville gave him. Um, You know, their first six games are going to be very uh, telling to see if he's really worth that money. Mm -hmm. Your number one target is out. You know, are you show me you're worth the money? It's a it's a good play. I think it's you know we showed you the money. Now show me that you can actually you know last all sixteen seventeen games and get us to the playoffs because you still have the defending champions who are just as good as they were last year. You know they go on to get Allen Robinson to pair up with Cooper Cup, yep, which is disgusting. Yep. <laughs> Um, you know, obviously, you know, Seattle has digressed, but Seattle will, you know, we'll see what happens at their quarterback situation, you know, and then it's you guys. And then, you know, San Francisco, I still, I, I think San Francisco is going to make a little bit of a return this year as well. Yeah, so like, you can't count San Francisco out, even with the whole quarterback dilemma of, tra- of Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, again, as of late or earlier, or Last week, um, San Francisco and Jimmy G's uh, agent both confirmed they have allowed Jimmy G and his team to explore trade options because he has been medically cleared to practice and to throw the football and things like that. Um, Very thin quarterback market in the NFL right now. When I mean very thin, I mean it is is thin. There's not a lot of teams that need a quarterback, which is kind of a rare thing. Uh, I don't know a whole lot of teams need one. You know what I mean? Everyone's got kind of somebody. Yeah. 
They got Seattle. somebody. And and that's kind of where this thing is at, man, is Arizona, if you don't sign Kyler to an extended contract, one, somebody will. Number two, Kyler's playmaking ability outside the pocket is top five in the NFL. Don't care what you yes. say. It's top five in the NFL. Give, I agree with you. Give him all the shit you want. Give me give him all the shit you want about being small and in the pocket, things like that, yada yada yada. The game and the speed it is today, you don't need somebody in the pocket to succeed as a quarterback. Lamar Jackson won the MVP, does not play in the pocket. Haley barely throws the football. Patrick Mahomes is the best court one of the best quarterbacks outside the pocket. Aaron Rodgers QBR is I think 140 when he's outside the pocket. I believe last year he had 24 touchdowns and one interception outside the pocket. The game does not have to be in the pocket anymore. So, yes, is his winning percentage not as high as some of the other guys are? Sure. I mean, he's one of the toughest damn divisions in the NFL. That's just the way it is. I mean, give the guy some slack. He had he, he went to a team as a number one overall pick where the year prior they drafted Josh fucking Rosen and thought and he thought he was going <laughs> to be the guy that was going to lead that team. I mean, come on. Something has to give with that. They're in the right direction. Cliff Kingsbury is a fantastic coach. They are going to be a pair that's going to be together for a long time. Yes. Did they give him that much money? Yes. Will another team have given him more money? Yes. You know who else is excited about him getting that deal? Lamar Jackson. <laughs> yeah, because that basically just set the market for Lamar Jackson. I mean, that's just I, – I'll even throw – I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at this right now. Hot take. The Ravens don't re-sign Lamar Jackson. Here's the thing. I'll even give you something that's kind of crazy. Highest win percentage among quarterbacks drafted since 2018. Minimum 20 starts. Kyler Murray. It's probably Lamar. It's probably, I was going to say Lamar because Lamar had a really hot streak when he got out or when he first broke out. There are five quarterbacks that have a higher winning percentage than Kyler Murray. Five. Kyler Murray at four at 48, 489. Baker Mayfield, number four, at 492. Number three, yeah. Tua Tagovailoa at, 60, at 62%. Josh Allen at 65%. Lamar Jackson, 76%. Yeah, I was going to say, I think Lamar was number one on that list. Yeah. I read something similar. So, you got to understand, just because you're not happy, and the people that are unhappy with it are people that are, like, not even fans of the Cardinals. Like, who, who cares? You know what I mean? Like, let them do their thing. They were terrible. They were absolutely garbage. And they're literally, instantly, boom, turned right around, made them into a playoff contending team. Didn't win the division. But put them in the playoffs. He's a a good kid, too. I mean, I don't know. I just don't know how to explain it, bro. But, like, like who cares if people get paid that much? I mean, the Browns signed a fully guaranteed deal for $230 million, $230 million. Fully guaranteed for Deshaun Watson, he may never touch the field again. And got rid of a guy who was who they drafted number one overall that took them to the playoffs and beat the fucking Steelers in the playoffs. Like that doesn't make any sense. But pe- but people think that is the better is the better option is the better idea. 
That is what's crazy yeah. to me, bro. And think about it, dude. The, the Carolina Panthers have the uh, they have what the is it the first the first two quarterbacks picked in their respective draft that year? It was Baker and Sam Darnold. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing, man. It's like Sam Darnold came from the during the Jets time frame, which you know as a Jets fan. During that saga with Sam Darnold, they were te- they were terrible. They were terrible. They just never gave. They never gave that kid a chance. The heck, they, I mean, yeah, I mean, God bless it. I mean, the the coaching staff sucked. The general manager sucked. Everybody was just kind of like whatever. Uh, and now don't... they're now they're giving now they're giving Zach Wilson the you know everything. Exactly, man. It... Which I'm, I'm not I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. Like 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 please for the love of God, we just finally we need a quarterback for at least eight years. I mean, at least give me. Give me one that I can be proud of. And I'm very proud of what he's been doing this offseason, minus, you know, the funny stuff. That, but. I mean, you got to give him credit, bro. Hey, Zach Wilson, 2023 MVP coming up. It's happening, <laughs> bro. It's happening. It, it's just, I mean, he's going to be, he's going to have a huge captain patch. And it's going to, it's, it's not going to stand for captain. So that's just the way it is. Yeah. <laughs> But at the end of the day, to cut this episode off with it, I think that it's it's the smart move, it's the right move to do it for Kyler Murray now because if they franchise Kyler Murray, if they franchise tag Kyler Murray, and he goes off that year, they are in bad. deep it's bad shit. Because, because you're definitely going to have to pay him. And I, I, guess I, don't, I think the Ravens and Lamar Jackson are going to have issues. I think so, I too. Think they're gonna, because... I think they're going to have problems. I don't... Because think about it like this. So, and that that draft class was Baker, Darnold, Allen, Rosen, Lamar. Allen's locked up, you know, in his long in the long term deal. Uh, Baker's on a new team. Darnold, think, is by the playing. way, Rosen, Rosen, I mean, Rosen's a complete obscurity. <laughs> Bro, like, by the way, Josh Rosen now was just signed uh, to the active roster for the Cleveland Browns. Yes, I know he's back somewhere. Yep, he's with Cleveland. Um, it's funny because his his Twitter profile picture is it being drafted. His his uh, cover, the the cover picture, is him being signed by the Miami Dolphins, and his Twitter bio says quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> That's funny <laughs> shit. Mister Mister Nine Mister What is it? Eight mistakes were made ahead of me. He's trying to shatter Ryan Fitzpatrick's fucking quarterback carousel big side before he's twenty eight years old. <laughs> embarrassing that is but like, just think about what i said though. like all those guys kind of like are you know I, I know alan's obviously far and beyond the best one but you know he's their franchise guy yeah. you know is lamar your franchise guy or do you really like tyler Huntley that much we'll see man uh, we'll see because it's not like i mean yeah lamar's play style is very unorthodox i say unorthodox meaning that it is you take 32 team, 32, the 32 starting quarterbacks. It's not sustainable. Lamar is probably the only one out of all 32 that doesn't play the same, that doesn't play any relative, like, it's not even 75%, but the thing that it does is it wins games. As long as you have a W at the end of the week, it doesn't really matter. It, it doesn't really matter. So, we'll see, man. But, um, yeah, to the, to the contrary of the topic, Kyler Murray being signed with what his deal was, huge W, because it's not fully guaranteed. He didn't franchise tag him, because if you franchise tagged him, 
and he goes off and he throws for 5,000 yards, you guys win the division, you're going to have to pay him probably f- over $50 million a year. So you better thank him. Say you're welcome. Say, or say thank you, Ky- thank you, Kyler. I, that's my that's my take on it. Yeah. So, but guys, we had a fantastic episode. I love this episode, by the way. Besides a couple technical difficulties that we had, um, this episode. Yeah, some inclement, some inclement weather. Yeah, some inclement weather on Dan's side, but um, which you may or may not realize, but. Dan, I had a hell of a time on this 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 uh I would say this interview, but on this episode, this episode is fantastic. We had a ton of topics here. We didn't have to sit here and think of topics. It just kind of rolled to us. Next week's gonna be even better. Next week, I have a feeling it's gonna be one of our better episodes because we're gonna get a lot of talk about trade deadline with Major League Baseball. Maybe Kevin Durant. I so he says every week. Maybe Kevin Durant and Kyrie get traded. I mean, maybe that happens. It's gonna roll right into. The first week of August, which means preseason football is about to happen, and I, yes, sir, I can't wait. Yep, next week we'll definitely be doing our. Um, we're going to be making our final final predictions of the uh, MLB trade deadline, and um, you know we might actually. Um, I think after we make our predictions, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we might start uh, releasing. Uh, Fantasy football rankings at Ooh. certain positions. I like that. I too. think uh, I'd love. I think love next week. I think next week we gotta start because um, I have a draft scheduled for August twentieth, which is less than a month away now. So I could really use all the research and tips that I can get. So, are you tune are in you, next I'm week? I'm assuming you're going to be in Kyle's league, right? I'm assuming he has reached out to you. Did he reach out to you today? No. Oh, I'm, I'm assuming he's going to. Maybe we'll see. Because what I talked what last time I talked about it. You were supposed to be in it, but well, I, I mean, I wasn't in it last year. I was in yours last year with him, but right. he, you know, he he had his own league. Like I think his dad's in it too, and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think we were trying to fill a couple spots. But um, I'll reach out to him about. Yeah, that. but yeah, yeah, let me know. Absolutely, man. But yeah, fantasy football, a hundred percent. It's it's a hundred percent going to be something on there. I love fantasy football. August, I dive deep into it. I did a couple mock drafts today. Very surprised that where some people are being taken. Like as far as being drafted early, very. I might have to do one before we jump on next week. Even more surprised of how some people are being drafted late, who are considered sleepers, who I thought would be some, some very good value at at where their their ADP right now is just it's, it's very good right now. Maybe after preseason games it'll it'll jump up, but right now, buddy, if there's some people, I'll tell uh, I'll tell everyone. I'll tell everyone right now. First overall pick for me, Brees Hall. Oh, Steinman. I love it, man. I, I love that. <laughs> I mean, there's not there's nothing better. No, than but in all honesty, I saw his ADP today on a, on CBS, and I'm like, wow. Yeah, Brees Hall, I believe, is like like, fourth round. I'm like, wow, a Jets running back is getting some attention, and his name's not Thomas Jones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Brett Favre, Danny Thompson, <laughs> or Chris Ivory. Oh, ooh, that's. Oh man! But um, yeah, I'm thousand excited. yard rusher. Don't forget it. That's true. Yeah. I, hey, I'm excited, man. August is a great time. I love August. It's because it rolls, rolls right into football season, and football season by far just trumps every other sports season to me. Just fantastic. Yeah, and we're also probably going to do at the end of August, maybe third week of August, we will be doing a college football preview. Who do we oh, think the top four is going to be? Yeah. 
Who do we think the top four is going to be? National championship pick, surprising team, disappointing team coming in. August is going to be a very busy month for us. We may be averaging an hour and a half long episodes, guys. So just buckle up. Two episodes. Buckle up. Two episodes a week. We might have to. We might have to do that, man. We might have to. We might have to do a football segment and the non-football segment. Just Mondays and Wednesdays. Yeah, or something. We'll we'll figure it out. But um, obviously because it's football that comes to the time. You know, if you got any questions, hey. If you want to be on the show with us, do an episode. Reach out to myself or Dan. We'll all be, we'll be yeah we'll be happy to take people on. You know we don't really care. We're cool with that. Yeah, no, absolutely. We are open. You know, especially during football season, I definitely want to get different fan bases on. Yep. You know, share you know share your team scouting reports. Tell us what you think about your team coming in. Um, you know, similar to what Marcus and Kyle did a few years ago. You know, thirty-two. They kind of got you find everyone that roots for every specific team so which is how you know we met dan <laughs> exactly that's how i met that's how i met uh, that's how i met you guys and got connected with the network so um like i said you know i i did actually did talk to kyle he's definitely down to do a uh you know obviously kyle will be doing a miami dolphins preview i'll be doing the jets yep marcus will be doing um the dallas cowboys do i have maybe to? we can get <laughs> Unfortunately, you're gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna be sick because I'm gonna try. So. <laughs> I might get my I might get my little brother to do the Giants. You know, maybe we'll get Drew to do the Saints. Yeah, you know, we'll we can do. This. I I know a whole bunch of fan bases. We're gonna have a hell of a time in August. Yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. But uh, let's not go too much further. It is 10:40 p.m. at night. Our time doing this recording for Monday night. Yeah, I gotta sh- I gotta shower and go to bed. Yeah, we got <laughs> we got to get off here, go to bed, and be regular adults tomorrow for work. But obviously. Thank you. If you've reached to this point at the very end, thank you guys a, a hell of a ton for listening. Uh, make sure you spread spread the love. Make sure you're on Twitter and TikTok and all our social media. Just search for at the GW Show, or just reach out to myself or Dan on Instant Messenger or anything like that. If you got any questions or anything you want to listen to, but until then, stay safe as always, and we will see you guys next week. Adios. Bye.